Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag? To say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Out. He's fired. He's fired. You know, some owner's going to do that. He's going to say, that guy that disrespects our flag, he's fired. And that owner, they don't know it. They don't know it. They're friends of mine, many of them. They don't know it. They'll be the most popular person for a week. They'll be the most popular person in this country, because that's a total disrespect of our heritage. That's a total disrespect of everything that we stand for, okay? Everything that we stand for. Damn, 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 Trump. That's like I mean. That's how you feel. Ah, I mean, yeah. I guess That's if I was a if I was a middle aged white man, I might think the same way. You know, you never know. Whoa! Welcome <laughs> to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast, man. This your man Aldo Nice. Once again, it's your boy Raj Move. We were supposed to have an all star lineup for y'all this hey, week. Hey, this your boy I, T. I swear, right? Hey man, it's your boy Los. AKA everybody you need to know. AKA everybody in your contact list. <laughs> we supposed we we're supposed to have an all star cast, but the boys all things sudden suddenly came something suddenly came up. So uh, we we down to the to the to the two of us, and I mean it's fine. We just want to give y'all some different perspective, but we got enough perspective for everybody. This has been a a crazy week, and I'm laying perspective all over this whole. I mean, <laughs> I mean like. Didn't we make it a point to say we didn't even talk to each other this week? You called me Sunday morning and it was like, the one thing you told me was, damn, I think Donald Trump is unifying everybody, like black people. And you called me early, early on Sunday morning and, we was like, and I was like, well, that's the name of the podcast, The Unifier. And we're not going to talk the rest of the week. So this is our first time actually talking about anything that did happen this week. I know we both got a lot of stuff built up, a lot of commentary, a lot of things to talk about. So, I mean, feel free. To check it out, tell us what you're doing, tell us what you're thinking. Raj, the bigger thought you said, Donald Trump is unifying by Donald dividing. Donald Trump is the great unifier. Um, I, you know, it's what's even what's better than doing something on purpose is doing something by mistake hmm. and taking credit for it. I think that Donald Trump should change his whole stance, just like Ray Lewis did, and take a knee. We'll get to Ray Lewis. I swear we will. I mean, you we know can what come I'm out the Just look. Stay on the left. Stay on the left. And as soon as the right starts... But I took two knees for going. Just go ahead and uh, go ahead and change your stance, man. I think he'd be the most loved person of all time. The man of <laughs> in, the, in the civil rights history book right next to Colin Kaepernick. So, basically, if you, weren't, if you haven't listened to last week's pod, that's Roger's bigger point. He said that, what if Donald Trump's 
foolishness unifies black people for the first time in black people history. That is, that's a wild thought. And he would, then he would come out at the end and be like, that's what I wanted to do all the time. Cause y'all schools was poo. Obviously y'all neighborhoods was trash. <laughs> like, like, why wouldn't you think I'd do that? I just gave you, and you know what's crazy? That's if you look at a lot of, um, a lot of villainry in movies, most of the villains have like quasi good intent, you know, like they, they don't understand that the people won't, the, the people won't, won't like, like they won't, they won't react to things that they're supposed to react to. They're going to react to the radical. So I'm going to mm. be the radical guy. I'm going to present a villain and then the people will conform. Like the people, not conform per se, but the people will, will hate it and unify and, and get together. That's, what if he meant to do that? Isn't that crazy? And, and, and of course I'm joking, but what if? I mean, I heard a guy's name's Brett Stevens from New York Times, and he said earlier this week, the line between malice and idiocracy is a blurry one with Trump. I say that again. The line between malice and idiocracy is a blurry one with Trump. I mean, it it's it, you don't even like when he says things out of his mouth, it's like, damn, did he do that on purpose to be like a, a like a very bad person? Did he do that because he's stupid? And then we just threw a third little level on it. Or did he do that because his whole master plan is to bring <laughs> black people together? God. Yeah, is he a genius? Is he an evil genius? Trump, your genius, your genius is showing. <laughs> okay, so so let's let's okay, so I'm gonna honestly say this and I'm gonna put this out here real early in the pot. I've been saying this for weeks and months to anybody who listened. I think that Donald Trump is not a racist. I think that Donald Trump, the only color that matters to him is green. And if he if he wants to be the king of the world, he wants to be the biggest narcissistic leader, ruler, and he wants it all to be about him. He doesn't care if it's black people, white people, whoever he steps on, whatever the case is, he just wants to be that guy. I've been saying that for as long as I can remember. Um... I even, like, when people used to tell me stuff like this, they would say, no, Donald Trump's racist. You remember, like, he was having discriminatory practices against, um, how, housing practices against black people in, like, in the, the housing developments he owned in New York City. And, I mean, I thought to myself, yeah, well, if I owned a whole bunch of housing developments and it was a whole bunch of black people in them, then the value <laughs> would probably be down in them shits, too. So maybe, so just maybe, yeah, that's racist is, is a little bit, right? A lot, right? But at the same time, it's not like I don't feel him. I mean, he is he try he thinking about the bottom line. He's thinking about like Green Chappelle, huh? I live amongst okay. the whites. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Edo Hand Car Wash. I mean, y'all can all go to Edo Hand Car Wash. That's our favorite place to, to promote, to talk about all the time. But me and the owner talk all the time. And he says he says things like yeah, I mean, it's it's okay if my whole clientele is white and they're coming over here and paying that money for the expensive car washes or whatever. It ain't going to bother him none. Like, so from a business standpoint, I mean, there, there are some stereotypes about black people. It's stereotypical as hell. I got a question. But is it racist? Stereotypes, yeah. stereotypes. I, I got to ask you this. I got to ask Go you mm-hmm. Do you tip your Uber driver? My Uber driver? If they nice. If they nice with it. I I tip anybody if they're nice. You tip like cash. 
No, 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 no. I'm doing it on the app. On the app. Okay, but before, like, three, four months ago, maybe even a year ago, there was no yeah, such I mean, thing as tipping on the app. If you, you if and, you was, if I was hammered, yeah, I would tip them in person. Otherwise, I just hop out that thing. I'm uh, nice. I never heard of such a thing until I talked to a white person. No, I've I've done it before. Like if like the one time that dude gave us the aux cord, we tipped him. You was with us when we went to Henny Palooza. This podcast is brought to you by Henny Palooza, man. I saw um I saw coolest kid out with a nice little article. Chris Fox, I see you um recently. But when we were going to Henny Palooza in Houston, that dude gave us the aux cord and we tipped him. I do I distinctly remember that. And that was a long time before um you could do it on the app. No good for you. But you say white people tip? I mean, oh, it's tip. stereotypical. Now you can't spell stereotypical without tip. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you actually can. <laughs> no, it'd be stereotypical. 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 The Y gets to stay, man. No. So you take out the T, the P, and the I. So I guess you could spell it that way, but you'd have to rearrange. That's not the point. Listen, back on Trump. <laughs> like when I get you off track. Trump said that um, Jamel Hill should lose her job last week, and I, a lot of a lot of my my sisters out there have talked to me this week, and they said y'all are ignorant because Jamel Hill does not have Dookie braids. And I was like, I knew they were micro braids. You don't have to take us. Like to we're school. being so like correct about hair. Who gives a care? You know, like. <laughs> You can't spell who gives a care without hair, you know? <laughs> you probably can't. But um, anyway, he said that Jamel should lose her job because they called him a white supremacist. Then what should happen to the president for calling people son of a bitches? He for called calling those people dudes. mama a bitch. He called, like, son of a bitch. Ain't that what that mean, Raj? I mean your mama a bitch. I mean, you're, that mean you pre- pretty much means if you if you a son of a bitch, either you're saying some that you be like, God damn it, you son of a bitch. bitch, or you mean like, you know, you're joking, you kind of just whatever, like, like a motherfucker, you know, like nobody really fucks mothers, but like <clears throat> you say, unless you, but anyway, um, <laughs> or you say that son of a bitch and you're just basically saying that person's mom didn't raise him right because she's a bitch. Right. I think I think even I think a bastard is like a worse like when I hear bastard, I hear like you, you're talking about people's parents. There's like you don't you not you don't have no parents like your parents is messed up. Like I hear I feel that when you call somebody some some of them a bitch, it don't really it don't really have that kind of a same vibe when I hear people say it because I probably hear it a lot or heard it a lot. But the way Trump called <laughs> y'all just heard it. You heard it. How Trump called him. Hey, man, he called y'all some. Get that son of a bitch out of here, man. That was, whew, that's some vitriol on it, man. It no, has some, literally some like as a shot, and he might not mean it that way. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it's a figure of speech, and I think it was probably the. First, I don't think it was script. You think it was written down on paper, like or on the on the teleprompter? Son of a bitch. Absolutely here. not. Absolutely. So not. I think it came off the top of his head. So I don't. I don't really think that he was calling. Um, oh, I Colin think he Kaepernick's, definitely was calling him. I don't oh, think he well, was calling him. Colin Kaepernick's mom a bitch. Per se, I think it was more so a comment that was geared towards Colin Kaepernick himself or whoever else, you know, like anybody that mm-hmm. that kneels, not their moms. But I love this podcast is brought to you by Colin Kaepernick's mom. Hmm. She tweeted out, "Well, I guess that makes me a proud bitch." 
And it, to me, that just put her one up. Like, that was it. Like, there's nothing that Donald Trump could say to redeem himself after that comment. Yeah. I mean, but Donald Trump, he'll, he'll just go on to the next thing. He's a different type of dude. Okay, so, like, I want to, let's, 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 let's get to the issue at hand. Donald Trump, the, the, the orange bandit, is tapping into a bigger societal deal right now. I mean, Los would have gave us some perspective on it, and T was going to give us a little bit of perspective as well on, on a little bit of military perspective. But I'm going to let the listeners um, leave that up to you guys to talk about it. This protest. What's the protest about, Raj? I think the protest is about social injustice. Okay. Very simple. But it's being framed as the anthem protest. And the question I have for you, very simply, is it wrong to take a knee? Is it I'm, wrong what these players are doing? If I'm going to answer your question very directly, and I'm going to mm -hmm. say no, it is not wrong to take a knee. But my second part of my answer is, so I watched, I didn't watch every single, every single game to know what every single team or player did. But I know that there were certain teams that did things that I found to be unacceptable and certain teams that did things that I found to be acceptable and certain teams that did things that I found to be commendable and, and well thought of. Go ahead, um, So, you know, not just blatantly not showing up for the flag like the Steelers did. Um, it was a, to me, that's a little off. Show your face, you know, don't hide. Show your face and do what you got to do. You know, if you're going to kneel, if you're going to sit, if you're going to stand, whatever you need to do, but show your face. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little against that. Um, but even more so, what I thought was wrong was the Bills stretching during the anthem. To me, that's not that's not protest. That <clears throat> I think the flag means something. And if you're going to protest, I think that you should. There's a there's a way that you can protest and show a little respect to the flag in your country. Uh, so stretching, I thought was a little unacceptable, and even to go further, this will hit a home. It'll hit home a little bit. I think just sitting down was also disrespectful. So for the players that are taking a knee, I think that it takes a little bit, um, a little bit of effort to take a knee, but it also shows that you have a stance. Ironically. So the commendable team that I found was the Cowboys. Shout out Jared Thomas, Doc Thomas. Um, they took a knee before the flag, before the anthem, and then stood for the anthem. I thought that that was beautiful in arms. So they showed unity, they showed stance, and then they stood and showed respect for the flag. I thought that that was beautiful. Um, okay, so first thing, you said a lot. I got to digest a lot of what you said. The, the, the first thing, this podcast is brought to you by Raphael Bush, Kenny Vacation Vaccaro, Sheldon Rankins, Chris Banjo, Alex Okafor, Cam Jordan, Brandon Coleman, AP, All Day Peterson, Mark Ingram, and Alvin Kamara because my 10 Saints is part of the part of the protest, and I'm just so happy we didn't get left out. My boys did what they had to do. That's why they on the podcast cover. Colin Kaepernick's original protest was sitting down. Marshawn Lynch been doing that for ages. 
Colin Kaepernick had a conversation with some Navy SEALs and some different people who told him to show a little bit more respect by taking the knee. But this brings me back to a larger point. I don't know what the protest was this weekend. Right? It's like, was every player who took a knee protesting the fact that Colin Kaepernick, the same things he was, social injustice, or were they taking a knee like, no, Trump, don't call me a son of a bitch, so I'm not standing for your flag at all. So it's two kind of different things. Like, people might be sitting out there feeling like, nah, man, this is the person y'all voted for the president of the United States of America. So when I see the flag right now, I'm seeing the United States of America and I'm seeing Donald Trump. And I'm not standing for you. I'm not kneeling for you. I'm not doing nothing. I'm just, I'm just bicking back. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a thought to be had. So it's, it's different stances on that, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I really like that Cowboys thing though, Roger, you, you, you found it commendable and you thought it was cool and, but I need that your opinion. Well I, I I need your, they had an extra day to think, but like, I need your opinion after, what do you think a protest is about, man? Like, a protest, you use some kind of an avenue to draw up attention, to bring attention to something, to really, like, strike a nerve. You want to strike a nerve with a protest. So, the fact that Colin Kaepernick is like, while this, I know this is going to be provocative. I know when, the, when they're saying the national anthem, me kneeling down is going to cause people to talk. In his mind, ultimately, it would be a talk about social injustice. But if you kneel before the flag just to say, oh, hey, look, social injustice, but we're still going to stand for the flag because he's wrong and we're going to respect our country. What are you saying, though? You're basically saying Colin Kaepernick and the way he's doing it is wrong. By doing that, I feel like that's kind of the... the I mean, because if you're a Cowboys fan, you sit back there and say, yeah, my team stood for the pledge. Your guys didn't. So, no. So, okay. That, that's funny. That were not funny, but it's... I like I like what you said. So I just looked up a couple of pictures of Colin Kaepernick sitting and or kneeling for the flag. And they mm -hmm. showed that certain people on his team were either kneeling with him, sitting with him or standing up, holding up a, a, a fist, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing something to in support. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think that to try and deem what's the right way to go about protesting is not our place. And, and no. what I mean, I mean about our, I mean society's place. I think Agreed. that the Cowboys did something. You know what I mean? They didn't do nothing. The And I, and, and if someone does nothing, then I'm not mad at him. Cam okay. Newton did the same thing he does every single game, and that's stand by Ron Rivera. We were both watching the, the, the Saints and the Panthers, so yeah. we, we know we know this. Everybody might not, but Cam Newton did the same exact thing that he does every single game. And there were some players that stood. There were some people, players that kneeled on the Saints bench. There were some people that sat. There were some people that put their hand on the people that sat but still stood. And no matter what you do, no matter what you did, it's not my place to deem what is the proper way to do it. I just know how much effort it takes to sit down or kneel or stand and the easiest avenue the easiest thing to do with your body is to sit down it shows a lack of effort altogether i just think taking a knee would have killed two birds with one stone 
Mm. So that's that's my stance on it. I think that if the NFL is going to get together and show some sort of unity, um, if every single player in the NFL comes out to the field for the national anthem and kneels, I'm, I think that that's beautiful. I think it shows unity, and I think it shows a stance, and that's what I think would be the right thing to do. Okay. So, okay. So if everybody in the NFL came out and kneeled, the crowds would boo like they did the Cowboys. They booed the Cowboys. That's fine. In Arizona. That's I and they would I'm boo. Not, it's, and, it they, might and not, then they would be on social media talking about I don't want to watch this trash product and you're disrespecting the flag and you're disrespecting America. That's what would happen, man. That's that's uh, that's what's happening now. So that's so, honestly what would happen. So what are you saying? I'm just saying that we're, we're talking about different ways to protest and ways that could be good to protest and ways that you can protest in a way that, that shows unity. And I mean, I, I'm not even for the whole unity aspect, man. This is not Kwanzaa, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not really talking like, I think that shit is so overblown and played out what they're talking about with unity and all of the team togetherness. That shit's played out. I think that if you are, like making a stance and making some kind of a statement that it doesn't have to be unified. It doesn't have to be the whole team. It even it even works better when you, it's like two or three people saying. Now, if everybody on the team feels the same way, that's not real. Everybody on the same the team's not gonna feel the same way. Now, I was um one of um a guy uh, one of my favorite sports writers, sports journalists, whatever you would call him, Nick Wright. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Nick Wright. Um. Actually, ran it with Nick Wright one time when he was in Houston. Um, Nick Wright, real cool dude. He was on Fox Sports Network, and I just need to understand why people, like, I need to differentiate Fox Sports Network with Fox News in my head. But anyway, he was on there this week, and he said this. I just want to, I'm going to drop this in your head and just tell me what you think about this. He said that if Colin Kaepernick came out and said, and they asked him, hey, you're kneeling. And he was like, and they were like, why? And his response would be, because soldiers go to war all the time and they go serve this country and they come back. And when they come back from, from war, they're, they're not cared for. The VA doesn't take care of them. They have post-traumatic stress syndrome. There's so many things that happens to these soldiers and to our military that when they come back from war, our country needs to do a better job of standing up for them and making sure that their rights are taken care of because they're defending our freedom. And that's why I'm kneeling. If he said that, would they boo? If he said that that's the re- he knelt during the anthem because the United States wasn't upholding its responsibility to its veterans and he wanted that to be done better, would they boo? I don't know. I'm just asking you a question. I have no idea. You don't know? You have no idea? I'm going to tell you the answer since you don't have an idea. They wouldn't boo. Nobody would boo. They would be like, okay, that makes a bunch. And, and Colin... That's a real issue. Yes, the veterans. Yeah, he's kneeling for the flag. I get it. But the issue that he is, the issue that he chose to take up was the unarmed killing of black and brown bodies in these streets and the disproportionate amount of injustice that takes place for African Americans. And he gets booed and they turn it into a, he's disrespecting the flag. No way in hell they would have said he was disrespecting the flag if his if his protest 
was about something that was palatable. The thing is, people don't want to talk about race. They don't want to talk about race relations. And when you start having a, a, a deep conversation about race relations, people don't want to have that. That's how I feel about it. I mean, you're, you're, you're free to have an opinion, Raj. Do you have an opinion on that? No, I agree with you. Okay. So, so that, I mean, and but just, I don't think, and, and you, I think that's that not my I, thought. That's Nick I, Wright's thought, but that's I, a, no, that's and, a very deep think, thought. And I, and I think that, and, and the reason why I actually, why I said, I don't know if people would boo because mm -hmm. I legitimately don't know. Hmm. No. And, and, and I understand that you may have a little more faith in what you think would happen, but I think that no matter what Colin Kaepernick decided to do, I think that the masses or the people that are booing would look at it as a liberal agenda and boo anyway. Hmm. They would just find a reason to boo because Colin Kaepernick didn't just stand up for that. It was for a social injustice as a, as a, as a whole. I've, I've even heard Colin Kaepernick talk about the checkered past of both of the presidential candidates that we had. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't even about, it wasn't even all the way about just what what black people have to deal with, you know, with the with the police. There was a bunch of stuff that Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for. I think Colin Kaepernick is just tired of America. I don't just, know. That's a that's a that's a little extra. You can't say. I mean, you can't wrap up. He's tired of America. No, with, I'm not saying tired of protest. being. I'm not saying he's tired of no, being. No, I didn't say I didn't I, I didn't say that either. But you're tired of him. Tired of. I America. think he's tired of the idea of America. I mean, you look at a you look at America and, and everything. And I love being here. So if this podcast reaches the powers that be, just know that I love being here. I want to be here. But um, but everything that America has done to get to where America is now, there's been some ugly things. There's been slavery. There's been the killing of of native americans and i think that all of that put together in in with social injustice for blacks and everything i think that's what colin kaepernick was kneeling for i don't think it was all about just just you know us with the dealing with the police well he's been he's been articulate about what he's kneeling for and i think people understand why what what i'm in, i'm gonna ask you another question if you were in the nfl would you kneel i would not kneel i would stand um, I actually just had a conversation with a young lady about this. And the reason why I would now granted, I, I, I do owe it to myself to have my own ideals and, 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 you know, do me in other words, but my, my full first name is Roger. I'm named after my uncle that died in Vietnam. My father fought in Vietnam. And if if there's a smidge of disappointment that would come from my dad or my brother who also was in the military about me kneeling in protest for and not not honoring the flag i would feel bad so just to save any type of face just to just so i don't have any type of confrontation with my loved ones i would i would stand up and then but that's not to say that i wouldn't have a stance on it because I'm not Colin Kaepernick and I'm not obligated to do what Colin Kaepernick seemingly has made it an obligation to do to in protest. So, no, I would be vocal in other parts. So if I had a Twitter, maybe I would say something on my Twitter or on my Instagram or in a, in a, a post game media conference. But I would stand for the flag.
Um, and that's I, my that's my reason why. I I think I think that's interesting. I do. Um, I'm I'm from a I, I got a proud military father as well, man, who was in Vietnam as well. But I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not. I'm I'm a man, and at a point, you you can honor your your parents without having to be like, I, I'm like nah. If if I felt the the way that that was the way I wanted to protest, I would probably have a conversation with my father. But I'm not gonna allow that to um his his opinion isn't gonna shape the way that I would be that what I would do if I felt that way. Now, <coughs> so I will uh, I will definitely agree with you on one major point there. That's Colin Kaepernick's. That's Colin Kaepernick's protest. He chose to do it that way. I don't necessarily have to protest the same exact way that Colin Kaepernick does. So, in my head, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I would stand or sit. But I, see, I'm looking at people on TV, and you know what? It's it's such a it's such a crazy thought in my head because every time I watch a game and everybody's standing up. The guys who sitting down are kneeling. I feel like they with the cause, and the guys who standing, I feel like, oh, you out here cooning. It's like I, you know, I can't shake that thought, and I know it's not a rational thought, but I always be looking at them like, dog, kneel down, man. Be united with the with the people who fighting for social injustice. But I gotta take it and put it in my own perspective. Maybe I might not have been kneeling either. Maybe I'd have my own reasons to say, man, that don't make sense for me. So. I can agree with you. I, what I think is interesting, we went to this podcast is brought to you by the, the the York Revolution. We went to a um to a Jay Mitch game a couple of months back, and it was myself, Graham, um, CAP, Carlos, um, DBZ, and our boy TP. And all five of us were in attendance at the game, and the national anthem came on, or they were singing the national anthem, and we all stood up and. <laughs> The only person who didn't stand up was TP. And TP looked at us all and was like, man, fuck this country. <laughs> and he just, and he, but he's a very, he's a very militant brother. <laughs> Let me, I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent his position. I might have to bring, uh, bring Black Packers on here one day, but uh, this podcast brought to you by Black Packers at Black Packers. Um, he's got some different radical political views that are very pro-black and very, like America's not standing up to some things. So he's very he feels very adamantly about that. But the rest of the four of us were standing up, taking our hats off. So but I think that goes back to what you just said. That's not my protest. That's the way Colin Kaepernick chose to protest. Right. And so I don't necessarily feel like I would feel obligated to do that. But <clears throat> on this on the note of both of our fathers being military having military backgrounds, I have no empathy as to that military background. Mm -hmm. And even further, there's someone that was supposed to be on this podcast mm -hmm. that you told me earlier said, in I quote, <clears throat> the boy should have stood up for the flag. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they teach you in the military. Obviously the military has some secrecies, you know what I mean, in their training and, and, and how they how they how they teach you, you know, like how they how they get you to, to buy in. Um, and, and I know that these are the people that fight for our freedom. And I know mm -hmm. that the call, I know I understand because somebody I feel like quickly would say that's not what it was about. That would that would be the number one. That's the number yeah. one backlash. That's not what it was about. I get that. But I wouldn't want to disappoint anyone in my family, especially you. somebody that I hold in such high regard who has that empathy like my dad. I 
Well, I think I think my dad may be different in this regard, and y'all fathers may be the same, or they may be different in this regard. But I'm gonna say this on air about my dad. I think my dad is black before he's anything else. And I think if my dad feels like there's a any kind of injustice against black people and he can use his voice to speak out against it, he'll put being black over being in the military any day of the week. And I think I can I think I'm a hundred percent sure in, in in making that assumption. I think he'll one hundred percent put being black above above all. Good. But I but I think I use that I think a lot of black people are that way. And I've, I've used that analogy before. I, um, we're black Catholics, right? Sometimes they'll talk about, hey, you guys are Catholics. So y'all just singing, Lord have mercy in church. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, we do. But we be turning up too. Like mm. black Catholic churches, Shabbat. Like, they, <laughs> they're, like black Catholic churches are black before they're even Catholic. So they're going to turn up. Like when it was a presidential election and it was Hillary or Barack, black women were like, I'm black before I'm even a woman. So I'm voting for Barack because I'm voting. Like is is a whole bunch of instances where I've kind of that theory kind of comes back to where you're black before anything. And I think my dad really well, my dad's a real black dude. So I guess it's a blue black individual, but I'm sure he would take that. Well, let's, let's go to the other side. Right. So. NASCAR came out, obviously. It was like, hey, if anybody kneels, we're, we're kicking their ass out of here. Except for Dale Earnhardt Jr., who was like, nah, I'm with it. You can protest how you want. Um, Derek Wolf for the Broncos was like, I don't see how, why y'all doing that on my our team, and I feel like that's a bad look. Uh, the Villanueva cat for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers came out by himself, by himself when Mike Tomlin told everybody to stay in the back and put his hand over his heart and was like, I'm an Army Ranger. I'm like Pat Tillman, except I'm alive. And he put his arm over his chest, his hand over his heart, and was like, I'm standing here for this country. And his jersey sales were the number one jersey sales this week in the NFL because people were like, yes, forget that protest of black equality and unity. Unity. Forget all of your team locking in unity. We don't want to hear about your social action and activism. We want you to stand for the goddamn flag. I don't know, Raj. What do you think about the other side? Well, I since think, it's taking you I a think, lot, I'll start to. Oh no, no. Oh, okay. I think the other side, because you you you, you said a lot, and then you asked me to tell you about the other side. Anyway, I think I think well, uh, that there's certain people that have their. I think that there's people that have their opinion. Uh, if there's people that believe that you should stand for the flag, then like I said, I would have stood. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not mad at him for the Army Ranger on the Steelers. He was the only one out there. That man fought in a in a in a I don't know if he fought in a war. I don't know what he did, but he he was in the military. Did he fight in war? He was he in like Iraq or something? That like man that? went to basic training. I don't know what they no, nah, I really don't know. Either. I don't know what he did, but let's assume that he fought in Iraq or something like that. Or Afghanistan. Wherever Fallujah. he was. Yeah. Wherever he was at, whatever that man did, that man to me, shed blood, sweat, and tears out there. So if he believes it's right to do, like I said, I don't have that empathy, and he does, all power to you. He actually came out after the fact and said that he regrets not staying in the locker room with his team, but that's whatever. But the other side, the way that I look at the other side, to me, this is this is this is my this is my view on it. I teeter in the gray area on most on most situations. I'm in the gray area, and the fact that 
I'm in the gray area. I feel like it should be black and white. I feel like the gray area should be black and white. Like everybody should teeter in the gray area. The people that are far left, like the legislators in Louisiana that are calling for the decrease in funding for the saints far right. are, are Kool-Aid drinkers to me. Mm-hmm. They're, if they're not Kool-Aid drinkers to me, then they're closet racists. Like, Overt not, racist. I don't think, you know, and something that my dad has always told me was little things mean big things. So not necessarily, I'm not saying that, that this issue is, I'm not, I am not spewing this issue to be all about race. I'm not taking that card. But I think little things mean big things. And whenever you look at a person's choices and decisions, that's what I'm going to assume about these senators and legislators from South Louisiana and Mississippi that are calling for the decrease in funding for the saints because some of them sat or nil. So I think that they're Kool-Aid drinkers. I think that they're people that are going to do whatever Donald Trump says they should do. If, if Donald Trump or if the, if the agenda says that you stand, then you're going to stand. And essentially you have no backbone. So you're just riding with Donald Trump or whoever, whoever is the, whoever's the ringleader. Apparently it's Donald. It looks like it's Donald Trump right now, but that's your in, dude. Donald in, Trump is your guy in no. meetings, in meetings, pause in meetings. Um, it may be somebody else. You know what I mean? You might be in a meeting with the Louisiana legislation and there's some big wig in there that I don't know his name that's saying, hey, we don't fool around with this. Just like you get a letter from your um your boss saying, hey, we don't fool around with this. And then so they pick that stance. They don't have a backbone to say, you know what, I don't believe in that or whatever. Maybe they maybe they legitimately think. That sitting down or stand or kneeling for the flag is like the worst thing you can do in the world, which I don't. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I even heard someone say that teams didn't even used to be on the field whenever the flag, uh, the flag, uh, was being the national honored. anthem. Yeah, whenever the flag was being honored. Yeah, there was the um, teams were in the locker room, like listening to their beats by Dre. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with some of the, what you said in this respect. I think that it is a gray area on the other side, and I think it's it's different schools of thought. Race doesn't get talked about a lot because race is an uncomfortable subject to talk about. Um, I said I've said it before that I think our podcast is at its best when we're talking about race, when we're talking about um, politics a little bit, but when we're talking about sports, when we're talking about um, just culture, I think that's when we're at our best. Um, I think that there are some people on that side of the um, the argument who say that players should all stand. And they're just, they understand what they're protesting. They understand exactly why the players are doing what they're doing. And then they get on Yahoo um, Messenger or comment section on Yahoo. Or they'll get on whatever it is and just start on, on social media, on Facebook. And start saying the most ridiculous stuff because they they truly have a feeling that black people should not be able to have a voice or they'll, they'll mask it in millionaire athletes shouldn't just shut up. This country gave you a whole bunch. I mean, how are you mad at somebody who wants the country to be better and stand up for the things that this country was built on? And um, so there are a lot of racists in that contention. And if it's you and you understand what's going on, you need to check yourself. 
But I also thought about this other thing. So this is an analogy, and you might want to just stick with me here because I'm still kind of playing this analogy out in my head. What if gay people in Christian churches, right, Catholic, Baptist, whatever, were like, hey, look, I'm a person too. And in the Bible it says, um, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Love your neighbors like you love yourself, right? And they're like, look, I'm, I'm a devout Christian. I go, to, I go to church. I do everything, whatever. And the Catholic church, the, 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 uh, the Baptist church, any kind of Christianity is doing us wrong. And they don't step up for us. And they don't live by love your neighbor as you love yourself. They don't live that way. So we're going to protest. And the way we're going to protest is by flipping our crosses upside down and having upside down Jesus on our shirt all the time. Because we feel like, Y'all, y'all aren't living up to what Jesus was talking about. So we're gonna, we're gonna put a picture of Jesus getting shot because we feel like y'all aren't doing what y'all are killing Jesus all the time. Y'all are killing Jesus in the in the twenty first century. A lot of people would be like, "I'm completely offended by the fact that you flipped over Jesus and that you did that." And I feel so strongly about what Jesus means to me that they would say. Fuck your protest. Fuck you LBGQT people. Fuck what you talking about. I don't care about what you talking about. Um, you, you, you disrespecting Jesus and y'all need to, and you need to put Jesus back right. Flip Jesus over, man. And, and it'd be a whole backlash. And you will kind of forget about what they're talking about. That people are, there's injustice and there may be, un, there's like a, a way more percentage of homosexual people who get killed in, in different, and in hate crimes against them. And you'll forget about that whole issue and you'll just focus in on what the protest was and the way they chose to do it. But that's why you do a protest that way. You want it to be shocking. You want it to be like, damn, I'm gonna hit it's gonna hit home, it's gonna get people talking. I just think that if you start thinking of maybe a context like what I just put, maybe some black people might start thinking the flag might mean like a cross to some people, you know? Like the flag might be just as powerful as like religion to some people. And, and and those people might be in the military, like you said. So they might be sitting there like, no, you find another way to do this. And they forget the protest. What you think about that analogy? I think I think the the main reason of the protest, because all you can do, you can't. There's nothing that the NFL players or anybody in the in the NFL can do, um, you know, to. To get. Donald Trump to show his hand. All you can do is bring awareness to what's going on. You know what I mean? So I think that that awareness is being brought, but I do, I, I like, I don't, you took it very far. I feel like you went, you went very, very, like, I didn't know where you were going with it, but I like <clears throat> how you, how you brought it all together. Um, how now it's not an issue of Oh, hey, we're cops. Oh, hey, we're white people. Oh, hey, we're black people. Oh, hey, we're whoever, whatever demographic. We can do better. We should do better. You're right. It's an issue of you're not standing for the flag, which isn't even the big picture. Which is not the, it's not the pro, like when I say they like, label it the frag protest, that's what, the, I mean, you're losing the point of it. Um. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, look, I, like I told you, like, I'm gonna go back to this. What I read today was that Roger Goodell was meeting with whoever. Roger Goodell. Anyway, Roger Goodell was meeting with uh a shout out to Jerry Jones. 
let me go off the subject. Shout out to Jared Jones, who said Roger Goodell was making too much money. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Roger Goodell was meeting with whoever he was meeting with to discuss how they can possibly make this protest kind of, I guess, a little bit more acceptable. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's what you would say, but you said that you don't necessarily, you're not with the whole unity aspect of it or how whatever you said about it. I am with the unity aspect. I think that you unification or can can make it more acceptable. I think that if the NFL finds a way to do it, like and do it across the board, and and granted, I get it. I know maybe not everybody would have the same motives. But if everybody in the NFL was doing it, I think that college teams would start doing it. I think that um, I think that high school teams would start doing it. I think the CFL would start doing it. And I think it would bring more awareness. When you ask a chicken to move a pail of hay, don't watch the chicken. Watch the hay. So as long as the issue is getting handled, I'm happy with it. I don't care. But I think unity can help. I, and okay, so unity can help. I agree from from the top down. Um, somebody who was unified with their former team this week. You mentioned him earlier. Was Ray Ray? <laughs> Ray Lewis got on both them knees, man. She thought she thought about Ray Lewis, man. I, I just I know that I know that's a I know that's an issue. That what you thought about Ray Lewis, man? Man, so all right. You know what? I'm I'm. Let me let me let me speak and I'm gonna speak very prematurely. You may be able to change my mind on this. Um <clears throat> when we first spoke about Colin Kaepernick so many months ago, I was how I felt about it was either Colin Kaepernick even either Colin Kaepernick values being in the NFL or he values being um you know civil rights leader. But obviously, the powers that be won't let him be both. Mm-hmm. So either you're a civil rights leader and you don't play football, or you play football and you chill out. Mm-hmm. You may be able to spew a fact that I'm that I might not be able to think about right now. But I think, can you tell me what Colin, what what Ray Lewis said about Colin Kaepernick? Can you give me that? Can you give me that sound bite? <laughs> well, he, it wasn't no sound bite. He just was saying that he um he should he shouldn't be kneeling and and he said he shouldn't be he said he shouldn't should be, be causing no ruckus. Is <laughs> that what he said? No. I, I don't remember that because I don't want to talk. I don't want to speak out of context. Like because if 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 Ray Lewis said what I thought about hey if you want to play football don't kneel if you want to be a civil rights leader kneel and then he's kneeling I think he's just Going with the flow. I That's definitely think I he's at. just going with the flow. Um, but I think but yeah, he cares. I think Ray Lewis cares. Ray Lewis. I just is think a, Ray Lewis. You know how you just said you put put you put being black before anything. I think Ray Lewis, and it it showed in his career, put being an NFL football player, or let's just say being an, a football player mm. before anything. I can. So I can, that sounds was, that sounds interesting. So he was gonna play football and didn't care 
about the fact, not necessarily didn't care, but the fact that he was black was secondary or tertiary. Oh, look, he can't necessarily, Ray Lewis can't really care about um black, like black lives can't matter to Ray Lewis if like, you know, he murdered some, murdered two <laughs> niggas. Like, so he can't really care about black lives. Like, that's not like a real thing. They never found that white suit. That boy went to the club like cocaina. I see you, Emery. He was in that bitch like cocaina, mur- jugging boys. Black lives can't matter to Ray Lewis. Okay, never mind. That's, scratch that from the record continue right i wish uh i wish all black people thought that black lives matter he's not by himself in that boat um I'm, that, i would still be personally matter. scared of ray lewis if he heard this podcast i feel like my black life would my black ass would matter to ray lewis if you heard you know what's funny though you know what's funny I'm more scared of Birdman. We talked about Birdman. I'm more nah. scared of Birdman than I am Ray Lewis. Well, Ray Lewis is an easy target because he kind of like he he be on his religion game real hard, like as kind of like the the result of killing them people and getting away with it. Um, because he could play football really good, and so now he like throw that religion in your face all the time. But then he don't want to be down for the black cause. He he all, and he got pictures with him and Trump. He he reminds you like those Baptist priests who was like taking money from Trump. And he, he he's an easy target. And now the white folks on his ass too. They didn't sign a petition to get his ass uh, to get his statue removed because he knelt down at that game. I mean, that's why he came out. Knees. I with two knees. I was praising. I was praising him. So so I want to let you know. That I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch first take. So and and I, I didn't watch first I like, take at all this week either. I I'll tell you this. I will almost go as far to say that I like the Max Kellerman, Stephen A. Smith dynamic a little bit more than the Stephen A. Skip Bayless dynamic. But I do not like I and and only because of presentation. That's the only reason why. Please get I off of Shannon Sharp. Don't like the Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Uh, um, Skip Bayless. Um, I, I like Shannon Sharp gives you like great sound bites. I just think Shannon Sharp sounds like an old grandma. And you know, I, I heard I talked to my pops about Shannon Sharp, and he said he really liked him for this reason. He said he he didn't try, he don't try to put on airs. He talks like somebody like from the country that you would understand. And my dad said that, and I thought that was interesting. I was yeah. like, I like Stephen A. I'm a, I'm a big Stephen A. fan. I feel like I don't like Stephen A.'s hairline. I don't like it either. It's funny. It looks like That's James funny. Brown. We both, we both. I don't mind. I like Stephen A's hairline. You know why I like Stephen A's hairline? Because I've seen older pictures of Stephen A, and he had like a cool haircut at one point in time, <laughs> like, like Michael Black. It wasn't always like that. <laughs> okay, okay. Two. I, I got about two or three more things, man. We pushing up on it, so let's get to a couple more things. This is an interesting thought I thought the other day. Um, Cap's protest was to boycott the. Well, Cap got. Cap got. Well, it never got signed. So black Twitter, black people were like, hey, we're not watching the NFL. Hashtag boycott the NFL. Players took knees. Players took a knee. Donald Trump came out and said, everybody's taking a knee. Ratings are bad. Hashtag boycott the NFL. So if the NFL ratings are down, is Donald Trump going to like declare victory and say, "Of course, the ratings are down because I said so"? Of when course. in actuality, it was always like black people were already bought. Like, so, <laughs> so black people should watch football then, right now, right? Shouldn't they come back and say, "No, Trump, we're going to watch football, so the ratings don't go down, so it doesn't look like the ratings are down because we're boycotting." 
Because it's not just Kaepernick. It's so funny it's what you should people. do. I'm going to do exactly so what I was doing last year. I'm going to watch some football. <laughs> Regardless of if Donald Trump or black Twitter wants me to watch it, I'm going to enjoy my Saints week in and week out. And the only week that I won't is on their bye week. Next week. So, <laughs> right? So it's so funny that people just conform to these things, man. Man, the you know what? In the grand scheme of things, in, in each individual person's life, the president and black Twitter really doesn't matter that much. So I'm going to continue to do what I want to do. And if I want to be vocal, didn't vote. I'm going to be vocal. <laughs> that's why you That's why you didn't vote? I'm Colin Kaepernick in this thing. Mm, interesting. Listen, um, I, w- I would have said some of I mean, we got like only two or three or more things. Um, let's go with this one. Let's go with this one. This is an interesting thing. Um, before the game on Sunday, we pulled up a, um, a Instagram post, and it was, and it was from Malaya Michael. You know, you, you know Malaya. You posted a picture a long time ago of me and you talking about whoa, 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 little Roger. Don't get Malaya. Malaya is a what would we call her? Vixen-ish? Video vixen? No, maybe not. Stripper? Whatever. Thought. We'll go with that. With that. Um, Instagram model? Nothing but nothing but problems. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Malia Michael might be a good person, but she's yeah. I mean, she's from Houston. I mean, this podcast is brought to you by Malai. Um, so she posted something on Sunday morning that said hashtag Take a knee, and then the caption read, "Please, <laughs> you take a fucking knee. I swear, if y'all don't take a knee, I'm disowning you niggas. I'm done, fucking giving up. I'm turning my queen of niggerdom crown in, and I'm going to the other side." And I mean, obviously, that was directed to NFL players on Sunday morning, and she told them all to take a knee. What were your initial thoughts when you read that message? I'll tell you what CAP said. <laughs> Low said <laughs> the subliminal was, "If y'all don't take a knee, if y'all don't take a knee, I ain't getting on my knees no more." All true, y'all. My initial thought was. Absolutely, that no, cause like if you ever thought she was gonna come get a lap dance from me, any kind of stuff, how that pay some money to fuck with me, none of that. If you don't take a knee, you ain't fucking with me no more. She is the power of the YSSUP, man. What you think, man? You think you think that's the, was the subliminal message there, man? Yeah, no, 100%. It's so funny, like, that (laughs) Malaya Michael thinks that she has that, but, like, who do you think you are? There's so many bad strippers out there that these niggas like to get their money to that, you know what, she, come on, come on, Malaya, shut up. Maybe one of them dudes was, like, maybe she, like, messing with, like, eight of them, and she was checking for all eight of them with that post. You know, one, one, let me just tell you this. This This is how I feel about it. I feel that one day, you and I, one podcast we're gonna have to talk about that that's gonna be a full podcast on successful rich nfl people (laughs) hooking up with these dots man (laughs) like (laughs) like leave that to dbz you know what i'm saying like like, that's not that's not james harden hooking up with the whatever that stripper was whatever that chick he was with they caught him in the bed or whatever like, what are you doing? They got some regular chicks out there. We love the James Horton. fine, though, man. Yeah, I know That's they fine, but they got man, some fine man, regular girls, too. 
They got some fine regular girls too, bro. No, they do. And I'm, but the strippers, is, I mean, you know, you just it just empower them women to just have a have such a voice whenever they're doing something so bad. When you got a billion dollars, it's easy to just walk in there and be like, I'm throwing some money around. Who is the most pretty, fine woman in here right now? And I don't even have to have no game. I don't have to do nothing. I could just she's just gonna be on me because I got money and I'm famous. It's easy for them boys, man. I think that's what it brought out. But we could do a damn a whole episode of that. I'm I'm all about that. That's I'm all that's about a it too. Very I, funny concept to me. I think I think Malaya Michael was definitely saying that y'all boys not gonna get serviced if they y'all if y'all don't need. <laughs> and it's, and I think that it's also funny that she has that much power because somebody because yeah, you do think because some of them boys did Neil absolutely. Yeah, no, that, there's fifty. There's fifty people on each team. Fifty three, but I'm gonna say fifty. And there's thirty teams, so that's fifteen hundred players in the NFL, not counting practice squad. 1,500 players in the NFL plus one of them niggas saw Malia, saw that fucking nail. <laughs> it was like, man, he was probably like, man, I didn't met that thing once or twice. Oh, that, that thing got that good. Or maybe didn't even smash it. Just like, I didn't met her once or twice and I think I could smash. But if I don't nail today, it's over. Thing right. gonna, thing gonna remember me as one of them people. But she might see me on TV kneeling and be like, oh, that's my dog. Yeah, cutting. Right. It's, it's levels. Yeah. It's, it's levels. So All right, man. Let me get into nothing nice to say. Then we got we got one more thing after nothing nice to say, but let me get into this right now. Uh, so hit the music. You know, they say if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Nothing nice, nice to, to say, say but I'll go nice. So I wanted to talk about this guy that's in my um, fraternal organization. I'm not going to put my frat on the map like that, but he's in my frat. I mentioned him before. I think I called him Uncle Ruckus a while back. I used his first name. I said I wouldn't say his last name. I wouldn't put him on Front Street. But the boy is just so ridiculous in my fraternity. The boy made a post where he had to turn off his comments because they was going so hard on his ass this week. The post was Sunday, and it just said, these protests are ruining football. Police brutality, protest police brutality, but please stand for the national anthem. Boys got in his system. They was going off on him, and I was laughing at the line screen caption, and we going back and forth about it. And um, it's just a long, another one in a long line of these comments from this fella. I mean, Raj is my dog. Me and Raj do a podcast together. People hit me up sometimes and say, Raj, I don't know how you hang with that dude. Dude, a coon. But you know what? Raj just really a black dude with some unpopular opinions on some issues. But he care about what's plaguing the black community. That's like, I wouldn't be doing a podcast with him if he wasn't. I know dude well enough to know that he want, he don't want to be white. And he a for real, for real black dude. This cat on the other hand, this Steven ass house Negro? That's a whole nother thing. When I say Steven, yeah, Steven from Django, that dude. Yeah. Black males in our society, our role models are athletes, entertainers, celebrities. But it's always been that way. I grew up with a dad. I care about my dad. I'm like, I I I respect my dad. But when I grew up, Michael Jordan, Master P, King Griffey, Dion. Those people had a large effect on who I wanted to be when I grew up. I was looking at sports. These new cats actually had like a step up because they they got they had Barack when they was coming up, man. It's a whole different thing. 
So if these athletes use their platform and these entertainers and these celebrities, and I mean, I'm just going to say Barack was just as much of a celebrity as all of them. Like, are the people that we look up to, then they need to stand for something. And in this case, they need to kneel for something. And if they're kneeling for something, like that they're standing up for the unequal treatment of African-Americans and how police brutality is rampant, I can't argue with that, man. I'm going to do a live podcast for Xavier Homecoming. Me and Raj was talking about pulling up. Did I say I wasn't going to say what school I went to? Oops, just said it. But if that frat brother of mine comes to our booth, I think I need to ask my dean of pledges. Now, I think Sal's going to say this is okay. I'm sure he's cool with it. It's a smash on site. SOS when we see dude. Because you, you, you just not the right type of black man. Even though I know some of them old heads in our chapter. And Dean Bird is going to probably tell me, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Hey, so I, I, I got on my soapbox. We, we, like me, look, we've been talking about this this week. This is a whole nother side. I needed to get that off my chest, man. One more thing I want to ask you about, Raj. Trump um, didn't, he told them warriors they couldn't come to the White House, man. <laughs> he told them warriors, y'all can't bring y'all ass to the White House. Just think about that, man. I forgot about this. I forgot all about this. <laughs> You forgot that happened. I forgot. We got so entrenched into the NFL, I forgot all about the NBA. Um you know, um, I who did who was it that said it was Nelly, my favorite guy. Did you hear Nelly? Did you see Nelly? No, what did, no I did not oh see Nelly. Oh my god, Nelly was so fire. Nelly said, Nelly put it on Tom Brady. What he said. Nelly said last year Tom Brady said he wasn't going to the White House basically because of Obama. Or whenever it was. <laughs> and he was like, he was like Oh yeah, he he didn't go when Obama went some yeah, years right. back. Yeah. Whenever it was, he was like, I'm not going because it's basically because it's Obama. So he was like, it was it was in it was in response to whoever he was talking to. I don't remember who it was, but the person that was saying that was like, nah, it, it don't Steph Curry can't do that because it needs to be a team deal. He was like, nah, what about whenever Tom Brady did it? Y'all didn't mm. say nothing about that. It was just like, oh, okay, mm. yeah, you don't, you don't in line, you don't, it's not in line with his his um uh, his political beliefs, so he's not gonna go. He already done smashed that. He already done put that off on the back burner where it's like, nah, I don't have nothing to do with the team. It's all me. Plus, he got 53 other per other people to not even 53, more than that. Let's say 63 other people to make happy. Steph Curry got 20. To make happen. <laughs> and and Steph Curry's his own person. And I think that Tom Brady led the way. And it's funny, I completely agree with Nelly. Tom Brady led the way for Steph Curry individually to say, I ain't going. Because I don't want to go. That's why. I'm not not because of anything else, because I'm not going. And I and I think that that's okay if not to say like if Tom Brady can do it, Steph Curry can do it. But Essentially, yeah, if, you know, if, if what's so bad, like we're looking at Steph Curry like this bad person, well, then why we didn't look at Tom Brady as this bad person? So, you know what? I'll go ahead and like renege my initial thoughts on it and say, okay, cool. Now nah, I'm cool with Tom Brady not going. Um, I think that the number one thing, though, because this led to this is what led to all of this mass protesting. It used to be one or two players per team, you know, maybe at most seven to eight guys per team. Now it's pretty much every team, the whole team. This is what led that one that one 
you're not, you're not, the son of a bitch thing, but this was the initial thing. And for him to be so unpresidential huh. in saying the the warriors hesitated. So you know what? Invitation revoked. I think that that is the most, I think that it's the least presidential thing that I've ever heard in my life. That's the if most I'm, childish shit. It's very childish. If I'm the president, and I and like I said, I like to teeter in the gray area, and I think everyone should. What I would say, because I'm gonna be pre- I'm gonna be politically correct with a lot of things, and this is one thing I'd be political politically correct with. I would say the White House is saddened by the decision of mm-hmm. Steph Curry not to show up for the you know team for the team uh, meeting with the president. Uh, on the other hand, we are excited to have the rest of the players here and look forward to the opportunity to blah, blah, blah. That's what should have been said. But for the dude just to be like, nah, they can't come. Straight up, nah, they ain't coming. That's that's childish, like you said, and very unpresidential. And and like I said earlier in the podcast, little things mean big things. I am I am completely under the um under the belief that we have someone in office that is not ready and will never be ready. That's the strongest stance I've, I think I've heard you say uh, out against Donald Trump on this podcast. But um, I think to even further your point, I don't think there's going to be an NBA champion over the next four years who's going to go to the White House. NBA is too black of a league. I mean, it's too mm-hmm. many black people that, that have to make to for shit to work, for them to all be like – like you just said, you count up the numbers. It's 15 players, not 50 players. Um, man, I, I can't name a team in the league that if they won that title, that can possibly win that title, right? Like, mm-hmm. I guess the Celtics could win, and I guess that Boston hold the Celtics, um, Brad Stevens, they he might, him and Gordon Hayward might pull up to the White <laughs> House too deep. Uh, and bring, <laughs> That's so stereotypical on my behalf. So Kelly Olenek, <laughs> they pull up. I mean... But nobody else. The word Steve Kerr not gone. Teron Lou not gone. Greg Popovich not gone. Um, 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 the Thunder not gone. Um, Billy Donovan not gone with the Thunder. They not pulling up. Um, and the Rockets not gone. So that's pretty much everybody who could win the title. I don't think I missed anybody who could win the title this year. I think that's it, right? For the next, I mean, not even this year. I don't think I missed anybody who could win the title for the next four years. Like maybe throw in the Timberwolves. They ain't gone either. Like, it's not, like nobody's going though. They're not going. Basketball good, is never going good, back. I would. That's a good um, bet. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't take it, but uh, I think that the odds would be in favor of the teams not showing up. Yeah, I don't think any basketball team is going to go. Football is a little different. Football will pull up. I don't um, know though. I don't know. Football. With everything that's well, going yeah, this on year, now. Yeah, yeah. With okay. everything that's going on right now. If something doesn't get better, then I don't see it happen. I think that whenever you're whenever you're faced with this type of adversity, like like he's faced with, because it's it's a lot of it about him now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a lot of people are protesting about him. Yeah, so absolutely. I think that man, he would be he would be due for an incredible apology and the comeback of the century. I think that he could be in. I think that he could be due for it. I think people would legitimately forgive him if he would, if he would apologize for if he, something. If he contrite, yeah, yeah. But 
But he's he like he's it, it just, would be a Kevin it'd be dirt. a Kevin Hart ass apology though, man. Come on, man. He but would what just if, be apologizing. But what that's what I'm saying. So like what if it was what if it was a compound apology? Like what if it was an apology that started off with a tweet or an Instagram post, which would be weird, but from the president, but whatever. It started off with a with something tangible. Man, don't hold and your breath, it, man. I think you're holding your breath. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's something that could happen, but I think that uh, I think that the smart play of him would be to back off a little bit. Yeah. Like back off. Yeah, back he off did a lot. NFL. He mm-hmm. did a lot, and I think that people are giving him shit for it. Like, and he deserves it. And if he says, you know, all of this shit that I'm getting, I deserve it. But I'm willing to do everything in my power to make it better from now on. And then just maybe show a couple of examples of of, of getting better. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think that he could be due for literally the comeback of the century. Well, I mean, all Trump, I've said this many a times, all Trump got to do is turn around tomorrow and say, and you know what? You know what? I'm going to take it a little bit easier on the, um, on the, on the NFL and um, two other things. Everyone's getting a stimulus check for ten thousand dollars, and weed is legal. I mean, if he does that, Ooh, that <laughs> weed is legal thing, man, it might we might just be able to do the whole federal le- weed yeah. legal thing. I mean, it would just it would it would like people would so many people's opinions because everybody be about their own agenda, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, a lot of people still pro- would be protesting police brutality and everything else like that. And ain't, you ain't gonna shut me up with no ten thousand dollars or whatever the case is or some weed. What you think this is, but a lot of people would be like, Oh yeah, Trump legalize it. Hey, anyway, he's not gonna do any of that. We 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 up against it. We way past the time. You do you have anything else? Or is it just gonna yes. be sweets with the um for the dick challenge? No, it's not gonna be sweets <laughs> for the, for the pussy dick challenge. challenge. What you Dude, do for the pussy? <laughs> I wanna say congratulations. I wanna say congratulations to Cardi B. That's all. And um for making it. And this I wanna podcast shout brought out- to you by Bob Cardi B is that uh, right? Cardiac, by Cardiac B, and um, and I also want to shout out my boy. This this podcast is brought to you by Rody Roban. <laughs> he just texted me and said, and I want to apologize to Jamel Hill for this again, or maybe for the first time. He said, Jamel Hill, same category as John Clayton. Laughing face, laughing face. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Leave our, leave our I sisters apologize. alone, man. I leave our sisters alone, man. Hey, I saw Jamel Hill say some. Oh man, I'm I'm not even. Man, I could talk all day. Jamel Hill said something the other day that made me think. Maybe she heard our little our snippet and got mad. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 2017, man. These things could happen, man. You never you never yeah. know. You never Jamel know. Jamel Hill, Jamel Hill, I'm pulling up on you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do my for the pussy challenge, man. I wash my balls for the pussy. Put pictures on the wall for the pussy. No, that's not yeah. that's not a good one. Uh, well, I got a ball a ball shawl for the for the pussy. Meet your mother for the pussy. I might even wear a rubber for the pussy. No, that's not that one. No, that one. That one. That one. I might call my cousin. <laughs> no, that's stupid. My cousin. <laughs> no, don't call my cousin for the I pussy. I might call my cousin. Yeah, nah, <laughs> Incest porn. All right, so. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with stepbrother, stepsister shit. But not cool. We can hit the end button, nigga. <laughs> Y'all wonder if um, sweets did a.
for the dick challenge. Sweet. You do you do that. You talking about me? What are we talking about me behind my back? Sweets. <laughs> Sweets is in the building. I go to jail for that dick. <laughs> Post a nigga bail for that dick. <laughs> Suck a nigga dick till I turn pale for that dick. <laughs> Slow snail for that dick. <laughs> I'm real smart, but I fucking fail for that dick. <laughs> I lose weight. I'll be frail for that dick. <laughs> uh, I used to be a man, but now I'm a female for that dick. <laughs> oh shit, sweets. This is not. <laughs> I keep this telling you stuff hot. Oh no, that's hell for that dick. <laughs> Lose some more weight, get on the scale for that dick. You know we're gonna ex- we're gonna exhaust the rhymes with ale in it. <laughs> Cutting, but that, that y'all gotta tell Sweets to say the Jailhouse podcast like <laughs> she always. Lager? I want a pale ale for the dick. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out, Mirage, check it out. Yeah. <laughs>